Okay, tonight we will be talking about uh, some of the things we already talked about. It's about uh, end time signs and evidences. So it's going to be a very quick one. It's just an introduction. So some of you can see how close we are to the coming of the Lord. I pray that the Lord will, will open your hearts, your spirits tonight uh, to be able to understand and to hear what God is saying to us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We thank you for your word. We thank you for, for the knowledge that comes from you. And we thank you, Lord, for the hidden things because you will always reveal them to us. So thank you, Father, for tonight. We're having an attempt uh, to bring a word and uh, avail myself to you to use me and speak to, to us or anybody who will be listening to or reading this uh, same later on. So thank you, Father God. Just pray that you bless this message. Let your anointing come through and touch each and everyone who will hear this message. In Jesus' wonderful name, we pray. Amen. Now, firstly, we've done this before, so I'm just going to quickly go through it. Can you see the chart clearly? Firstly, the Bible tells us about how God created a world. In the book of Genesis chapter 1 and 2, it explained how he created what he created on the first day, the second day, the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, where he created man, rested on the seventh day. So that's the week of God's creation, how he created the world. It is also a typology of the 7,000 years of human history on earth. This is the human history on earth. It's a typology or foreshadow or an ensemble of what God is going to show us or to share with us in the world. 7,000 years from Adam, 1,000, Noah, 1,000, to Abraham, Abraham to Solomon, Thousand years, Solomon to Jesus, thousand years, Jesus to us today, the green line where we are today, a little bit over 2,000 on the Gregorian calendar, but there's another day, thousand years. On Second Peter chapter 3, verse 8, it says, thousand years is one day to the Lord. So thousand years, one day, two day. Day three, day four, day five, day six. And there is a day seven coming. And that day seven is usually referred to in the Bible as the millennium kingdom or the rest, where God rests. It's God's rest. In other words, it's a holy millennium kingdom that we're waiting for. We're waiting for Jesus to come back here anytime now. I just want to others who haven't seen this. Seven years of human history on earth. And lots of scientists are slowly becoming aware that the world is only 6,000 years. Uh, 7,000 years. Or 6,000 up to us today. Jesus divide history. That's the cross. BC, go backwards. AD, coming forward to us today. So that's just a revision of what we've done before. A uh, few, few Sundays ago. Now we move on to the second evidence about the 
time of of the Jewish people. And uh, according to the tabernacle of Moses, there were prophetic measurements hidden in the tabernacle of Moses. And they are hidden, but God wants us to find those hidden things. I got the verse in the Bible for it, but I don't have it here with me. So I'll ask Peter to show three pictures of the uh, tabernacle, if you could. Now, there are measurements given by God for the Jewish people to follow. If you look at this picture, there is an uh, outer court. You can see the uh, camel's uh, skin that covers that outer court. On the right-hand side are the tents of three tribes. On the left-hand side, three tribes. On the front, three tribes of Israel. And at the back is also uh, the three tribes. That shows when they travel, they travel in the formation of the cross. That's the cloud, the pillar during the day, and the pillar of fire during the night that comes out from the Holy of Holies and the Holy Place. So I just want to show you the measurements of the outer court, these camel skins all around. It's calculated to 1,500 cubits. Remember that, 1,500 cubits. Now we move into the Holy of Holies, which is the tent or the meeting place. This is what they call the tabernacle of Moses. And this is the dwelling place of God that he required the Jewish people to carry with them while they wandered in the wilderness before they get to Israel when they came out of Egypt. So this is where they meet with God and do all the offerings and sacrifices and all that. But what I'm sharing with you tonight is the measurement. And as you can see here, the outer court have got the altar of burnt offerings and the bronze laver. And as you go into the tent, there's two rooms. The first room has got three items inside, the table of soul bread, the altar of incense, and the golden lampstand. That's the holy place. In, and on the other end of the tent is the holy of holies. Only the high priest, high priest in there once a year. So when you look at this, it relates to the body, the outer court. The holy place relates to the soul of the human body. And the holy of holies is your spirit, the threefold nature of God, as well as the threefold nature of man. Now, when you work out the measurements of the tent, it comes, the height, the width, and the length, it comes to 2,000 cubits. Remember this, 2,000 cubits, and you come to the Holy of Holies, the small room, it should come to 1,000 cubits. I just want you to, to see this. The tabernacle is all about Jesus Christ. If you can see the two items outside, and you go inside, the two down the bottom is the outer court, it's in the open air. The three in the top, the candlesticks and all the all that, the three items in there is the Holy of Holies and the Ark of the Covenant at the top. So you can see the two at the bottom is out on the outer court. The three in the middle is the in the holy place. And the one on top is the Holy of Holies, also showing the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, like the cross of the formation when they travel outside where they, each tribe is going. So I just want to show you that. Let's go back to the prophetic measurements on the tabernacle of Moses. You can get all this talk about Exodus 25, 
starting from verse 40 up to Leviticus chapter 1, verse 27. So going back to that, that's the outer court from the time of Moses. This is the real history, 1,500 years. This is the law age from Moses to Jesus. That is referred to the outer court of the tabernacle we talked about. From Jesus to us today, 2,000 years, referred to as the church age, and also referred to prophetically as the holy place. So day one, day two, 2,000 years. And the holy of holies comes 1,000 cubits, also 1,000 years, which is the millennial kingdom, holy of holies. The question tonight is, when is Jesus coming back to start his millennial kingdom? It's 20 years past 2,000 now from Jesus, and it's getting very, very close. But remember, we are using the Gregorian calendar. God has got his own calendar, the lunar years, the Jewish calendar, and all that. So the prophetic measurements in the tabernacle also tells us in a foreshadowed way from Moses to Jesus, 1,500 years, the law age, which is the outer court, etc., etc. That's one of the evidence. The next evidence in red, this is a prophecy for the Jewish people from the Messiah's first coming to the second coming. Somebody read Hosea 6 too, please. You can read it, bro. Hosea chapter 6 verse 2. After two days he will revive us. On the third day he will raise up, uh, us up that we may live in his sight. The Jewish people goes right up to about there. And they rejected Jesus. They didn't know that Jesus was their Messiah. They didn't know that there was the first coming of the Messiah. So the verse we just read is a prophecy about the Jewish people. It's like God is saying, after two days, one, two, after two days, I will raise you up. See, the Messiah is coming soon. And the Jewish people have been scattered around the world, neglected by God because they disobeyed God for the last 2,000 years. First day, second day, on the verse we just read, but on the third day, which is the millennium kingdom, God will raise up his people again, the Joseph people, the Jews. That's another evidence. Now we move up to day four, day five, day six, day seven. So we can get a clear picture of B.C., A.D., Jesus died on the cross. So the next evidence that we are living in the end times is the seven church age in the book of Revelation. The first church age you read in chapter 2, 3, and um, maybe 4 as well. The first church age is Ephesus. From 70 AD to 170 AD, Smyrna, the second church age, up to 312 AD. Pecamos, the third church age, is from 312 up to 606 AD. And from there till 1520 AD or 1520, Thyatira is that church age. The next church age, up to 1750 is Sardis, and 750 to 1900 is Philadelphia. 1900 to us today at 
Yeah, yeah, 2000. It's Laodicea. Brothers and sisters, we are getting so close to the end. We are on the last church age. All these church ages, their characteristics were found in all eras, but there were actual churches in the early church. They also existed in the Middle East, but they're also different churches from the last 2,000 years up to now. We are on Laodicea, the lukewarm church. We are very close to the coming of the Lord. So before the millennial kingdom, there's another evidence. The next one, 70 weeks of Daniel, we've done about this as well, or 490 years for the Jewish people. It's 483 years that have already been fulfilled. Beginning on 486, for 483 years, comes to 4 BC when Jesus was born. So from 4 BC till today, it's called the gap period. It's a time when the Gentiles were crafted in, as written in Romans chapter 1, the wild olive tree. We are the wild olive tree, the Gentiles, who are grafted into the cultivated olive tree, which are the Jews. So God's attention is now shifted to us Gentiles. But the 490 years, a lot of time that God gave Israel to come right, 483 of that has already been fulfilled. Seven more years to go. But in between, God is dealing with us Gentiles. The time for the Gentiles to come into God's redemption is running very, very close to the end. When God will go back to the Jews on the last seven, seven years. In today's language, that last seven years will come about when they will sign the peace treaty in the Middle East. And that's, you can read all that in Daniel 9, 24 to 27. That's another sign that we are living in the last days. We're waiting for these seven years. Next one, the Jews diaspora. The Jews were scattered in 70 AD all around the world. And for almost 2,000 years, in 1948 AD, a few years ago, Jews returned to the ancient homeland. They are returning to wait for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the coming of their Messiah, which they see as just one coming. But in between here, there are a lot of Gentile nations who took over the Middle East, Jerusalem, and Israel. The Arabs, uh, the Mamluks, the, um, the Turkish, the English, and all that. So because of 1948, we are getting very close now. Israel has to be inhabited before Jesus comes, before he comes back to Jerusalem. Brothers and sisters, again, I would like to remind you, the Jews have returned to their ancient homeland in 1948 after being scattered by God around the world through the diaspora. Now, there are so many verses about the scattering of the Jews. You can find it out. And the ingathering of the Jews, you can find them out in the Bible. And that's another sign. We are living very close because Israel has come back to them, to their land, and it is getting very close to the end before the seven days starts, the millennial kingdom. Next one, knowledge will increase in the last days, Daniel 12, 4. Firstly, this knowledge refers to biblical things, but it also refers to the knowledge in the world. Since 1800, 1800 after Jesus, the world started to get better through the Industrial Revolution and the knowledge kept increasing in a huge way. And I check up on computer about 
the increasing knowledge of the world. And it says doubling of knowledge every 12 hours today. Every 12 hours, the world of knowledge doubles. We are getting close to where the knowledge will be so much the Lord has to come. And lastly, I just want to go back. I forgot one very important thing. Uh, and I must share that with you before I finish. 400 years for the Jews. God has given them 490 years to get right with God and all that. Now, the illustration I found out that really touched many people, it is like a rugby game. The rugby game is about 80 minutes. But when it gets to the 75 minutes, there is injury time or the referee stops. It doesn't mean that the playing time is more than 80. Still 80 minutes. They have played 75 minutes and they stopped for whatever reason. So five more years to go. Five more minutes for them to play. So it's up to the referee from this stoppage time to blow the whistle to start the game again. Likewise, brothers and sisters, 483 years have stopped and God has stopped the clock while he's attending to us Gentiles. Very soon he will blow the whistle again and he'll finish off the game. He'll finish off the seven years with the Jews. And we know when the seven-year peace treaty is signed in the Middle East, watch your TV. We will know we're getting very close to the rapture. We will be raptured and come back with the Lord on his second coming. Now let me remind you, all of you, there are many signs and evidences. These are the only one I can show you tonight. This one we already talked about, but this is the statue in Daniel chapter 2. It's Nebuchadnezzar's dream. He dreamed about a statue. The head speaks of the uh, Babylon Empire, represented by gold, which is the head. And then the Middle Persia, represented by silver. And Greece, the next one, you can see and read all this in the book of, of Daniel. Brass are the thighs. And Rome, the mighty empire that killed our Lord Jesus Christ. Legs of iron. And then it says, with the ten toes, it's represented by ten nations. It's the mixture of iron and clay. In other words, they can't work together. But the thing about this is this ten toes is also mentioned in chapter 7 of, of Daniel, as well as twice in the book of Revelation. But the good thing about this statue is a stone fell down from the side of the mountain and hit the toes and smashed the statue and it fell down and crumpled it and turned into ashes. So that rock, Jesus Christ, is coming again. We are living in the last days. I cannot share this or make it very clear for all of us. I just want to encourage you. We are labeled as lukewarm church and we need to be strong. Get your family in order. Get your house in order and your life in order and wait for the coming of the Lord. There are the signs. This one I just throw in because there's space here. Birth banks in the world. So I just bring down this little bit here and I enlarge it. Year 1900 to us today, 2000 AD. Since 1948, Israel became a nation. And so has birth banks in the world increasing in frequency and intensity. So as it gets bigger and stronger, like a woman giving birth, the contraction pains get stronger and stronger as we get closer to the coming of the Lord. What are these birth banks? 
earthquakes, famines, pestilence that we've seen in coronavirus recently. Next one will be worse and it won't be far away. It's like a woman about to give birth. It's get worse, get harder and painful. And then the Lord comes. I don't know how to say it any clearer to all of us. We can be Christians for years. But brothers and sisters, we need to do something about our lives. The signs are all over the place. And that we'll leave it there tonight. Note this down is in Proverbs 25 verse 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing. But it is the honor of kings, including us believers, saints, to set out a matter. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing. But it is the honor of kings to set out a matter. So all these things are hidden. But tonight, you're very blessed uh, to show a little glimpse of some of these many signs and, and evidences that we are living in the last of the last days. It's getting closer, brothers and sisters. Get your house in order. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, it's always a moving thing when we hear and learn from you. Just want to ask you, Lord, complete this for us. Let it shake the hearts, move them who hear this, that we are truly living in the last days. So, thank you, Lord. Bless them all. Pray that you open their hearts tonight and, and see at least one or two of these things, of these signs and evidences that we are living in the last days. Thank you, Lord. Uh, thank you in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen.